We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're here. What up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Corner Podcast. Kel Dansby here with the old man, Andreas Hale. It's good to be back in studio here, Blue Wire Studios at the Wynn Resort in Las Vegas. Busy weekend this weekend in Las Vegas. We have Day in Vegas Festival, which we'll talk about. The old man checked out night one. And then, of course, we're prepping for Terrence Crawford versus Sean Porter at the Mandalay Bay later on in the week. We'll be covering boxing on Wednesday, talking everything about that fight as well as that gets closer. Today, we're talking MMA. Great fights over the weekend from Bellator to the UFC. Um, man, Max Holloway. It's just yeah. clockwork when that man fights. is going to be entertaining. But we'll talk about both of those cards as well as we go forward. Dre, as we start off every show now, sneaker check. What are you, what are you rocking today? Air Force Ones, baby. Okay. Uh, Listen, you got up like to Air Force perforated. I bought these in 2007. Oh, Seven? Close Seven? To when I graduated high school. I've had these for a very long time. Six. You're it, not wearing was, DCs today. No, I'm not wearing my DCs today. I, uh, where did I go? I went out with my wife yesterday and they actually got dirty. So I had <gasps> to like wipe them off. You got your DCs dirty? And I didn't have time. Oh yeah, my yeah. God. They're, you know, they're just a little dirty to be on camera, so I, I didn't do that. So I just uh, you went with my Adidas. You know, chilling. You didn't, you didn't, those DCs are so heavy, so when they hit the table, it makes Oh, yeah, it's a thud? Yeah, no, these are very light no, when these they hit are, the table. Those are like, meep. Those are, meep. <laughs> uh, those are much better. I can see I can do those. Oh, I got these for free. Well, of course. Good, yeah, but, you know. so I covered a, a bowl game for Adidas back in the day. It's like five years ago when I say back in the day. And they had like little goodie bags for media when you got to the hotel room. Yeah. And they had two pair of sneakers in there. And I think that same trip, they had like 50% off whatever you want in the store. And I bought my other pair of like Ultra Boost. Wow. And I have those same sneakers to this day. Okay. So those, that's it. Outside of my DCs, those, those are all the sneakers I have. Someone called me Six Sneaker Kel yesterday on Twitter. <laughs> and I, uh, I appreciate that. And yeah, yeah, no, nah, because that's that that's really it. And my Tim's, my wife got me last year. 
That's it. Huh? I saw you in dress shoes earlier today. Yes, I took pictures, took family pictures this week, me and my wife and my daughter. And uh, yes, I wore dress shoes like an adult should. I yes, had a nice yes. express sweater. Talked about it down. in the reverse Rat Pack group chat. Yeah. I think you guys have talked me into buying a pair of dress shoes. I can't believe we had to talk you into this. Yes, I saw it online. DC has their no, own we will not. brand of dress shoes. I'm shaking the table. <laughs> well, I'm not. We're not doing DC. DC shouldn't make dress shoes. They're 48 bucks. I don't care. I don't do not DC dress shoes. No, they look pretty good. No, I'll quit this podcast right now. <laughs> they look pretty good. No, they they don't look good. They look like uh, Crip House shoes. Yo, they do look like Crip House shoes. So why would you wear <laughs> why would you wear dress shoes that look like Crip House shoes? Wow, that just clicked on so many levels for me. They do, they do. They look like a straight out South Central. The black on black one. You can't, no, you can't go out here gangbanging with. Damn, them. I can't buy them now. Now you ruined it for. Thank me. you. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed <laughs> to ruin. Gang banging dress shoes. All right, so I'll just wear my black on black DCs. No, you won't all do that. The time you, got, you got other shoes, man. Like don't like you have to wear. You buy some dress shoes. Go to DSW. Go to the outlet. Get you some dress shoes. For what? It's time to grow up. Where am I gonna wear them to? On a nice date with your wife. <laughs> nah. What, what do you mean? DC? No. Why don't you want to look nice for your wife? I do look nice for my wife. No, you she, don't. She I've seen. Zero I've seen you. You don't. <laughs> We can't. I dress nicely. Neck, no, neck to, no, no, neck to shins. No, you can't. Neck to shins. Next, neck to shins. I'm dressed to the Come nines. Come on, man, stop. stop. <laughs> Listen, I know your wife loves you. She does. She don't love you that much. She met me like this. She, this yeah. is the this is the key for everyone listening, and this is why like I love my marriage now because my now, wife did you met not me. like it before. Well, I didn't like my first marriage. Oh, <laughs> so, no, oh, we so got to make We're that not going on that path. Not today. <laughs> All not right. Today. No, I did. I did not enjoy my first marriage. So um, I now like my second marriage and I'm having a blast because my wife met me being a complete weirdo and just has never known anything different. Well, she's accepted you, but you still got to step your game up. It don't matter. You still got to. Come on, man. You got to dress the part. We, like we do this every show. I'm tired every of show. This every she show. ordered me shirts like the men's like, fitted t-shirts. No, I'm not buying myself anything. Why? There's other better stuff to spend got, money on. No, there's not. You got to look the part. Man. I'm, I'm doing my best Baron Corbin impression, and she's getting yeah. me like a, a butcher subscription so I can get like Wagyu beef. That's cool. Like, like A5 Are you gonna grade wear it? Wagyu are you gonna beef. Wear when you, are you going to wear Wagyu beef when you go out? Like Lady Gaga? Did she have like a meat suit at one point? No. The, the answer is no. You're not going <laughs> to wear Wagyu beef. So buy yourself something nice, man. Or I'm, tell no, your wife. I swear. Listen, like, I've been thinking let your about wife this. do it. Let I'm, your wife do it. I'm going to find a show. And not tell you, and I don't know when, but I'm going to completely show up, like, custom suited out. You need to. Hard bottom shoes and just, just shock the hell out of you. You'll shock me, and then you know what will happen? You'll wear it, and you'll be like, man, I feel so much better now. My <laughs> self-esteem has gone through the roof. These hot takes are still hot, but... People would argue yeah. that I have way too much self-esteem already. <laughs> yeah, but it'll, it'll be... You'll have a reason to have self-esteem. Okay. Well, that sounded like slander, but... <laughs> It is what it is, man. Like, no, come you, on, man. I'm tired of you. No, I'm worse than earlier. Earlier, people, uh, I'll pull the curtain back. Andreas said, I am the second worst dressed man <laughs> <laughs> in combat sports media. I will leave out who is number one. Yeah, but yeah. he said, I am second. You are, you, you are second. You are running neck and neck with an individual. <laughs> I wholeheartedly disagree I'm with that. I'm sure you do. You wear DCs like, to fights. You can't. Again, for five years, no one noticed this. I've been like this forever until I mentioned it on the show, and then now everyone's looking at my sneakers. 
I swear to God, no one's looked at my sneakers for the past decade. Now it's on. Now it's on. Now, can, now there's, there's no like a spotlight on my feet. This weekend, which we'll talk about the Crawford Portified on our Wednesday show, but this weekend, all these people are going to be in town, and they're <laughs> all going to be looking gonna be at like, your feet. Yo, everyone's just going to be, yo, can I take a pic yeah. with, with your DCs? Then they don't even want a picture with me. Nah, man, they, 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 they got a life of their own, man. Yo, it's like those old school 90s like poses where you got to get down real low, pull the pants up, and they're just going to take a picture just mm. with my DCs. But it's not a it's not a good picture. This is not <laughs> this is not a picture you should be willing to accept. The DCs look good. Though. They do not. I'm not doing this with yes, you anymore. You're just stubborn. And you know, fortunately, uh, to shift off of this clothing stuff, we're doing a live show again. They didn't let us do another live show. They're crazy um, for letting us do this live show. It's a uh, day in Vegas here. Yep. Uh, we're about a block away from the festival. I went to the festival night one. I, as we're doing the show, I'm in my mind debating whether I should go back. <laughs> like, I literally, I'll find it in my pocket. My VIP wristband is in my pocket because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to go or not. That's how I know. One, I, I've known, ever since I've known you, you've been old and washed. And I say that yes. in the best of ways. I take it in the best <laughs> of ways. I am washed. Um, but now I realize, oh, I am, I'm joining you in the old and washedness because I was like, usually before. You know that open me? Yeah. Yeah. Join me. <laughs> Before, I would try to talk, you know, go, how are you going to miss it? Mm-mm. Now I'm like, nah, I don't know. Like, I, I, it's too much work. Yeah, man. I'm like, I have no energy to talk you into going to this festival. Before, I'm like, no, nah, all these people performing live. You got to go watch Griselda, mm-hmm. West Side Guns, everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, like everyone in Griselda is performing tonight. Um, Scissor's on stage. Mm-hmm. I don't even know who the headliner is. Uh, Tyler, the creator. Oh, Tyler's headliner. I've seen Tyler, though. Yeah, we saw him last time. There was my wrist day in Vegas. Oh, there it see, is. you're about to lose your, I got my wrist wristband. I got my wristband right here in my pocket. <laughs> I can't, like, it's I, across the street. It is. It, it's across the street. I got a VIP wristband. Uh, it's not even like you're standing next to common folk. But you have to go through common folk to get there. That sounds really bougie. But <laughs> you are bougie. It is. I people, am. I'm not going to lie. People ain't new. <laughs> so, you know, I got a few folks that I know that are performing. And uh, I got a VIP wristband. Kendrick performed Friday night. How was the Kendrick performance? It was exceptional. It's probably one of his best performances I've ever seen because he did all of his albums. Okay. I thought it was just supposed to be Section 80 through Damn? Well, I guess that's Yeah, that's it. all of his albums. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so he did all of his albums. Not every single song, but like five or six songs per album. Uh, he had ballerinas. He had his performances. It was dope. I've never seen him perform. Like, he hasn't really performed Pimp a Butterfly, your favorite album. Yeah. He has never really <laughs> performed it live, but... He performed like Black of the Berry, Be All Right. He performed stuff from Section 80. Like fuck I like Black Ethnic- of the Berry. He, he did Fuck Your Ethnicity. He did um, High Powered. He did ADHD. It was, it was like a really dope performance. But let me tell you, this is how my Friday went. So Friday, I didn't know if I was even going to the festival. Uh, fuck it. Top Dog is, is a good friend of mine. And, he's, and uh, obviously with Kendrick, SZA, the whole team, most of the TDE performance. He was like, I text him, we're supposed to get up. And, I, and Flatbush Zombies, Eric the Architect, is doing the music for Our Heroes Rock. They're also performing. So he's, he hits me. He's like, you coming? Like, I don't have a, I don't have a be- uh, pass. And he's like, oh, let me see what's up. Top hits me. He's like, let's get up. I was like, I need a pass. So being top of this relationship where it's like, he'll be like, I got you. And then I just won't hear from him. <laughs> so all Friday, I'm like sitting there like, I don't know if I'm going. And then he just texted me, like, where to pick this thing up at. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'm going. So <laughs> this is at, like, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. The festival's already started. 
So I'm looking, and in order to get in the festival, you have to have a COVID test if, to get in VIP, regardless of if you're vaccinated or not. So you have to get a rapid test, right? So I got this at three. I'm working. So it's like, all right, where do I go? So I call, like, I was like, all right, I'll go to, like, quick care and get a rapid test. They have, like, a three-hour wait. Yeah. So you got to pay $50 to get a rapid test on site. So you got to go down there, get a rapid test. Then you have to wait for your rapid test results to come in before you can pick up your VIP wristband. And the, and the lady's like, it'll only take 30 minutes. It took two hours. I didn't wait two hours. You know what I did? I walked over, and I was, I was like, uh, I need my wristband with, you know, TDs. They had me a guest of TD. They were like, oh, come in. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I was like, I just paid for this rapid test, and you don't need it anymore? They was like, we'll get your results later. So now I'm in. $50 so I, lighter in the pocket. Yeah, $50. So I walk in, Mad Libs DJing. So that's a, I immediately make a beeline to Mad Libs. And I was like, oh, so uh, on the other side, YG was performing. I can't remember who else was performing. And it's a festival. Mind you, I haven't been to a festival since the last day in Vegas. Wow. Before yeah. the pandemic. I haven't been around this many people. So me, I'm like, oh, yuck. <laughs> right? <laughs> and more so, it's like, there's, a, there's like a lot of kids here. And I'm, I'm thinking about Travis Scott. I'm yeah. like, I gotta get out of here, right? I can't run. Where am I gonna go? So you don't want to start running. Nah, one one black no, folks start. You running. know what happens? Everybody start yeah, running. Yeah, everybody's getting trampled. And then yeah. I'm I'm on CNN, and they're yeah. like, Andreas Hill started <laughs> started a riot at Day in Vegas. Yeah. So you know, I was like, I need to get to VIP. So I text Eric, and Eric Eric's like, uh, service here is trash. And I was like, oh damn, I forgot. Service is absolutely trash at festivals. I text Todd, where you at? I missed my flight. Really? I was like, <laughs> I was like, where's Musa? If anybody knows Musa, that's Top Son, who was Q and Isaiah Rashad's manager. He's with me. He missed his flight too. <laughs> I'm like, well, what? Are, I was like, so what am I supposed to do? He's like, well, I'm gonna try to take, you know, this baller stuff. I'm gonna try to take a private jet and get there by 11. I was like, only you can just be like, I'm gonna try and take a. How do you try? Either you do it or you don't. So I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? Because I'm sitting here, and I'm like, yo. Who is here that I know? Because I don't want to be out here with the people. And he laughs. So boost. He sends me an LOL. I was like, no LOL. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get back there. So somebody else was there. But now, I, in order to get to the VIP, you have to walk through the crowd. Because some genius decided that the best way to get to the VIP session is right in front of the stage. Uh. So I, so I got to walk through this crowd of drunk people. And I got my mask on. You I ain't got, drinking for a couple months. You sober. I'm sober. I'm upset. I definitely couldn't do a, a, a festival sober. So I'm like, that. I'm doing this to get through. Move. Like, to get, <laughs> get to the front. Move, move. And I finally get to the VIP session. Now my phone just doesn't work. So now, like, if I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm in peasant territory. This is what I call it in, in iPhone land. I'm green bubbling now. <laughs> my text, I was like, I'm sending a text. I got a green bubble. I'm like, oh, man, it's over. I'm not getting through to anybody. Eric hits me, green bubble. Ah, I'm at the trailers. The service is trash. I'm gonna try to find you. Where you at? I couldn't get a text out. I was by these these bathrooms, stage left. Uh, Roddy Rich is performing. He's doing the box. People are going crazy. I don't care. <laughs> like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care about any of this. Like I'm just. I can just picture you just mad faced in the yo. crowd. Everyone else having the time of their life, and you're just like. Yo. Real melancholy. Everybody's jumping, and I'm standing by the bathroom wall, looking like you know, like Judd Nelson from the Breakfast Club. Got my foot up, and 
Just, <laughs> just on my phone. The world. I'm just like on my phone. I'm like, damn, man, what am I supposed to do? And that, uh, long story short, never find Eric. And I just stand there. And I ended up watching Kendrick perform. I was on the left of the stage. It was a dope performance, but I was super annoyed. I don't like festivals. It made me realize how much I don't like festivals. More so, how much I don't like people. <laughs> I'm like, yo, there's you way too many people here. Yo, I, really, I'm like, yo. And then, you know, I'm sober right now for the time being. This is even less fun. Yeah. yeah at least That's if I was a intoxic- long night. Yeah, at least if I'm intoxicated, I could be like, yeah, and have fun. No, I wasn't none of that. I was just standing there, sober, nothing in my hand. By I, yourself. I, you know, I like, I'm one of those people. Like, if I'm going somewhere, I got to have my phone in my hand or a drink. And neither. My phone is not working anymore. I'm like, I'm just going to play Candy Crush. I'm at a festival playing Candy Crush before Kendrick performed. It's like an $800 wristband. Yeah. And you're just playing Candy Crush. Yeah. You know, obviously the- Oh, you know, the privilege. I, I watch, you know, Kendrick finish performing. And as I'm walking out, all the texts come in. Come to stage left. We'll get you back there. I missed it all. <laughs> so that so that was my my Friday night, and now it's it's Sunday as we're recording the show, and I'm like, man, Tyler's performing, and I really like Tyler's show and SZA and Griselda, but I'm talking myself out of this as I'm doing this podcast because I don't think I'm going. And now somebody watching this live stream or listening is gonna be like, you could have gave me your wristband. I could, but I'm not. Just gonna just. Let it sit in your pocket. Yep. It's just, cause, just chill while you're playing video games at home, yep. nice and cozy and warm. I'm going to go home and pay, uh, play Back for Blood. Uh, I got Lost Judgment. I got a few, you know, we should play Back for Back Blood. Back for Blood, yeah. Producer Cole, Bay yeah. Bay. Play some video on games. The team. Yeah, and this VIP wristband is probably just going to sit here in my pocket. <laughs> Unless something changes and I'm like, yo, I really want to go. Because it's like a block away. It's, it's not even like you got to find parking now. No, nah, I could just walk over there. But just the idea of walking through people again, nah, I'm over it. Are festivals different now than oh, even yeah. than like two years ago? Yes. I'll tell you the exact. Well, yes, now. No, no. The festival itself, for me, is different because I'm washed-er. But <laughs> in general, the festivals haven't changed. Like when I got there, I was like, people are on top of each other. No masks. There was like, there was like 19 masks total. including. Oh, mine. that's crazy. I went to uh, whatever that is downtown. Life is beautiful. Life is beautiful. And like everyone's masked up. Like no. everyone has to have masks. No, not, not these people. And no masks. Like, they were like, no mask. So, I, you know, I'm... Oh, you're... <laughs> and, you know, and, and the cool, and the good thing, though, is in order to get in the VIP in this, the guest, the artist guest area, you have to have a negative test. So at least I know those people don't have COVID. Yeah. But in order to get there, I have to walk through COVID. So I might have caught it on the way there. I took another test. You're, you're assuming those people don't have COVID. But again, they let you in. They let me in. <laughs> so... Even, so I'm like, this whole thing is even a disaster. Even VIP is compromised. I was like, this is, I'm not sure about any of this. You know, I, I, like I have like four rapid tests. I got rapid tests at home that I take anytime I want to go to a fight because I got yeah. you know, to make sure. So yeah, I'm negative, but I'm like, damn. It was just Yeah. It, no, nothing's changed. In general, I'll tell you the exact moment where I decided festivals weren't for me. Rock the Bells, 2011, I think. Oh, that's 10 years ago. Yeah, we is when I was running the Wellverse, we had a booth. They gave us a booth because we were a sponsor. And I was like, this is cool. We got a booth. And, but it, because we had a booth, we had to be there all day. So not like day in Vegas where I showed up like at the end of the night. Yeah. I had to be there at like 11 in the morning to set up. And Rock the Bells didn't end until like 1. It was the middle of summer. So it's like 90-something degrees outside in, in L.A. So I'm melting. <laughs> and... 
I had never been so tired in my entire life. And it was like being in a fight because it was like being in a 36-round fight. It was like the thrill in Manila. Where, <laughs> but the thing is, like, if I would have, you know, if I would have took a knee, the, the ambulance would have came and probably got me out of there. I was so tired, man. I did interviews. I interviewed like two chains and a bunch of other people. And then by the time it was like five o'clock, I had my wife with me. And that was the day my wife was like, I'm never going to another show with you again. And she's, <laughs> she has it. She has it. Since like that day, I think she went to a Jay-Z show with me when I was working for Life of Times and they sent us tickets when he did the hangar tour. I don't know if anybody remembers the hangar tour. Is that like a plane hangar? Yeah. Well, what he did is he, he took a plane to like and hit different spots in like two days. Just kept going to different places and he would perform a set. And Vegas was one of the last stops. So they called. It was like, hey, we got tickets. You're going to go. That was the last time we went. And at that point, my wife's like, I'm doubling down. I'm never going with you to another. She, <laughs> she loves Jay-Z, but she, she was like, this. like that. Nah, because people kept, I mean, where we were at, it was packed. So she, she was over it. But that was the day that she quit. She was like, I'm out. I'm never doing this again. She's not, unless she's sitting down, she don't go to none of this stuff. She'll go to like a Maxwell concert, D'Angelo, something like that. But rap concerts, finished. <laughs> But that was the night that I was just like, you guys are perfect for each other. I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. So when I went to Day in Vegas, I'm standing there. I was like, man, I remember why I can't do this. Other people, more power to you. You have fun. A bunch of people I know were in town for Day in Vegas this week. They were taking pictures, smiling. I wasn't smiling. You see, there's no pictures of me smiling at Day in Vegas <laughs> at all. Nah, yeah. I mean, I can do most festivals. Three days is a tough ask for me. Like, one, if, if I don't get, like, credentials... Or pass, I ain't going. Like, I am I am also spoiled at this point. Like, day in Vegas, I put in four, um, and I was on, like, a waiting list. Oh, yeah, that's like for me to say no. Media credentials. I was like, no, I'm good. I'll just relax this weekend. Like, nah, it's not that serious to me to buy a $600 wristband off a of StubHub or something. Nah, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm good. I don't want to go and stand on my feet all day, even though my DCs keep me comfy. Really don't. But <laughs> the only one I can't do is EDC. I've been to EDC. It's a marathon. Yeah. I covered it for Billboard all three nights. Oh, nah. Nah. I ain't, I ain't built for that. That's, <laughs> that's, a, that's a young person's game. Wait, wait. Did you go as press when you went to EDC? Yeah. For those who don't know, Electric Daisy Carnival is the big, like, techno house music festival. So, but when you went, did you go where they had the open bar? Oh, yeah. That's so, the only way I made it through. Yeah. So, that's what I, when I went, I went to the open bar, and I just drank myself stupid and just watched people. Yep. I don't even know how I wrote my review for Billboard. It, I was at the news station, I think. So then I only ended up going one day. Yeah, I went all three. So I went for the social team, and I had to put together, like, a slideshow and then, like, a recap of day one and two and three. And I was like, cool. Got my wristband. Getting out there already. Mm. Like, I fell asleep in the Uber. Getting there. Woke up. I was cranky. So I was like, yo, I got to get in. That's the wrong place to be cranky. No. Oh, I was like, I got to get in. The music was going. I was like, all right, dope, because I like EDM. I was like, cool. I'm enjoying this. Found the media section, which is the best place of any festival all the time. Always. Like, make a straight beeline for the media section. The Wi-Fi worked. They had the Wi-Fi in there. I'm good. I'll sit here. I'll watch everything. Wait for the main show. Main show don't start until like 3 a.m. Oh, yeah. it's cra You don't get home until like 6 in the morning. I was like. 3 a.m. And I got there at like 10. Yeah. But again, you got to leave your crib at like 9. Yep. I'm like 8.45. So I was like, damn, it took an hour and a half to get here. Now I got to stay awake. So the only thing there is to do is drink. Yes. And I mean, other people stay awake 
plenty easy, but they're on other stuff that is not alcohol yo, that I do not partake in. So it's wild. It's yeah. I was like, yo, I just got to drink, and then you know, if you drink too, you got to find the balance where yeah. it's like, yo, I remember being like, I have like two vodka tonics in like forty minutes. I was like, no, like I got to like now pace myself. So I now have one for the next two hours, and then like it was it was a horrible game. See, I like EDC. The funny thing about EDC is like that's where a lot of the music that I like I would never go see anywhere else. Like I'm a big Black Coffee fan. If anybody listens to Black Coffee, Black Coffee, Disclosure, uh, SG Lewis, like they were all had sets. So when I got my list, I was like, "Yo, this oh, is dope. tons of stuff to watch." Yeah, yeah. So I was like, and I was like, "Wow, these are just DJs. They get paid lots of money to just kind of push buttons. Ton. They're just Ton. like, you know, Steve Aoki's like." Bam, 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 bam. And I'm like... And people with cakes and stuff. I'm like 20,000, 30. I'm, I'm counting how much money he's <laughs> making to do this. Like, he's doing, like, really not a whole lot of work. Nah. Rappers got to remember their lyrics, at least. The night I went, Jack U was performing. So it was Skrillex and Diplo. And it's, it's nuts. It was insane. It, people watching, best part about it. But, dog, I, I know I went... I was dumb. I went and I, I was working for Sheridog at the time as well. And uh, World Series of Fighting, Justin Gaethje, I believe, was fighting Luis Palomino. At, and the prelims are at three. So I had to go home. <laughs> I had to take a nap. I had to write my report. I took like a two-hour nap. And I was like, all right. You know, and I went to World Series of Fighting. As soon as World Series of Fighting, back to the, 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 the racetrack to do it all over again. I was like, nah. why? And I told Billboard, I was like, I'm never doing this shit again. <laughs> that would have been a zombie. I can't do it. Um, other thing in music we ought to talk about before we hit the break and start talking combat sports, two new verses were announced. I, I know, like, you were kind of busy and, you know, moving it around this weekend. I had nothing to do. So when this news dropped, I was like, oh, can't wait to talk about this. And you are going to be highly disappointed. This first verse is November 18th, this weekend, I think. Yes. Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. Versus Stephanie Mills. Yes. I have no clue who Stephanie Mills is. What is wrong with you? <laughs> so when this was announced, how do you not know who I Stephanie was like, Mills why is? Why are they putting Shaka Khan up here to oh wash somebody? No, that no, I have sir. no clue. No sir, who this person is. Look, I'm pulling up some Stephanie <laughs> yeah, Mills right like, now. What's I, wrong with you? I couldn't tell you one song. You know who Stephanie that is? Mills. That's Stephanie Mills. You know who Stephanie Mills is? Nah, she cute though. Like I'm assuming for like her age. Um, no, Come on, I, I, man. I still like you. That was an amazing picture of her. Um, Come on, man. You don't feel good all over. You can't. You uh, can't do that. Come on, man. Nah, man. Like uh, I, I couldn't tell you who she is. Even with the intro, like <sighs> it rang, rang no bells. I was like, I don't. Does she have twenty? I don't know one song. So I, I came in here wondering, and I wanted to ask you. It's going to be great. Does she have 20? Yes. It's going to be great. I mean, I've mean, i never like, heard of Stephanie I, I'm Mills very, in my life. I'd like to see how much they're going to do live. I'm, I'm a big Shaka Khan fan, of course. Oh, Shaka Khan's amazing. But I'd like to see what they do live. I'm very, I don't, I'm very curious, like, when did this come together? This trailer's been on some weird stuff lately. Yes. And I was like, did they just call Shaka? I was like, hey, what you doing tonight, Shaka? Who you want to <laughs> battle? Call Stephanie. Stephanie, what you doing? You want a battle? Like, 
these these grandmas are sitting at home. And with this hits. is no disrespect, but I'm just assuming Stephanie Mills has nothing but time. Because I have never seen her in anything. Why? What is wrong with you, man? She couldn't have been a hard get. I mean, she got joints with Teddy Pendergrass. Like, okay. I mean, Mills is a I, legend. I know Teddy Pendergrass. I don't know. So she was I'm featured so on a lot of things, is what you're telling me. She, no, she has albums. But she, yes, yeah, she did songs with Teddy Pendergrass as well. I mean, Stephanie Mills is a, What's her comp? Like, uh, is she like an 80s Ashanti? Like Ashanti? 70s, 80s, yeah. Uh, Ashanti, Stephanie Mills. Like, what's her, what's her comparative level? Like, I, and... In her fame, like that's like if me telling my daughter, I mean, like, like Shaka hey. and like Patty and like everybody else from that time. Oh, she ain't that. She ain't that. Oh god, I know I'm not like eight, a like eighties, eighties. Yeah, all the eighties. Luther, like Stephanie Mills, is in that that era. Sherelle, Alexander O'Neill, like Video Soul, Donnie Simpson, like that's Stephanie. Man, yeah, I'm so disappointed. Man. Yeah, I knew it because as soon as it was announced, I was like, yo, they just set Shaka Khan up to catch a body. Because oh, they're putting her against someone that I have never seen in my life. Jesus. <laughs> never, ever, ever. Oh. So I was like, oh, Shaka's winning this, running away. But, you know, it's, it's for the ladies, as they advertised it. So I thought, you know, maybe maybe it's just not for me. It's, it's clearly not. I will watch, and I will learn something. I will, I will hear brand new music, because I have never heard this woman sing a day of my life. I mean, um, you've been to my house. I play Stephanie Mills when I play my barbecue music. When we play, we had game nights. Yeah, when we play game <laughs> night. She makes spades music? My, I have a, a playlist called the Summer Cookout Invitational. It's all it is. Oh, you like, do have amazing playlists. Yeah, it's all it is. It's 70s, 80s, and like really early, at least 90s music. I have Stephanie Mills on there. Oh, yeah. At some point, we got a little tipsy at your house, and someone said, change that. And then they put on like a, an early 90s hip-hop medley. Yeah, we can't remember who did that. Yeah, yeah, and then the, the game night got turned up, and then we ended up not playing spades. We, we didn't play a single game. <laughs> yeah. We had a game night. Got All the women <laughs> were mad because we played nothing. All we did was start talking like we usually do. And my wife is like, I can't believe it. And she goes to your wife and then Shake's wife, and they're all sitting there mad at the yeah. other table. Like, aren't we going to play taboo? No, we're not going to play taboo. Uh, we're going to talk because that's what men do. That's, <laughs> that was it. Ruined the entire game night. Uh, we're probably not going to be invited to <laughs> just, no, they, just they'll be, probably do it on their own. Yeah, an all wives game night, and uh, we have will fun not with that. <laughs> Women. Um, the other one, Bone Thugs versus Three Six Mafia. I do know both of these groups. Oh, thank God. Yeah. Uh, but man, this is it's in L.A. I, it's the same week as the da- Javante Davis fight. It's the oh, okay. Thursday of the Javante Davis fight. That's still not going to make me go out. No, there I'm not going. Fight week. I'm not going. No, I'll, I'll be here, be here for, for Haney. Yeah, I'll be here for Haney and JoJo. But. Yeah. Bone Thugs, 3-6 Mafia. On paper, some people go, oh, yeah, Bone Thugs has got hits. But if you take Juicy J's catalog and include it in here, this is going to be a long night for Bone. No, 3-6 wins this going away. Yeah. That's the first thing I thought. Like, I don't know who Bone Thugs beat in a versus. Like, I mean, Vegas is a weird place because when I moved out here, everyone loves Bone Thugs. Yes. Bone Thugs, I, I mean, like, Bone Thugs, is a, they're a big deal. Were but they big on the West? Yeah. People out here love Bone. Okay, yeah, like, but Three Six Mafia—that's like, I mean, it's not fair. No, it's really not. And it's Bone to me was in such a vacuum in a small period of time. They have like a catalog of five years. The thing about Bone, the the one advantage that Bone has is they have a song with Biggie, they have a song with Tupac. Oh yeah, 
Nothing's beating Notorious Thugs. No, it's, just, it's it's like Notorious Thugs is just like you might as well just play your trash song. Yeah, yeah. You're not beating Notorious Thugs. No, I mean you're gonna have a hard time beating First of the Month. First of the Month is good. You got th- they have a song with Easy. They have a song with a lot of dead people, right? Yeah. Like I mean, because again, all those people are alive during that five year window. Yeah, like I mean, they, they got they, nothing <laughs> outside of a five year window. Crossroads was right after Easy died. Notorious Thugs was right after Big died. Because life that came out right after Big died. Yep. And uh, Thug Love with Pac was like right after Pac died. Thug Love is so good. Too. Somebody should somebody should have been like, "Hey, Bone Thugs wants to do a song with you." Now I want my rapper to live. Yeah, now I'm good. Uh, <laughs> I'm not doing this curse. Now Juicy has so many features he can play. Hey, they, like now, like Juicy has songs the past six years. I mean, dog, that were hits. What you gonna do when they play Slob on my knob? What you, oh, <laughs> take the L. What you gonna do when they play Stay Fly? Oh. What you gonna do to play ten o'clock? Like what? What is they, the counter to that? They fly against first of the month. That's I mean that's a good one. I mean I think I'm. Yeah I know that's close. Look. It's close. I don't want to disrespect first of the month. First but uh, dog. If anybody was alive, like any of you listeners that were like alive and thriving when first of the month first came out, and you had the box. Anybody remember the box? Oh yeah, of course. Remember you look in the bottom corner of the screen, it's like there go them numbers again. Versus month is gonna be played like 30 times in an hour. <laughs> it just they just kept playing the request. it. <laughs> Yo, Bone Thugs is one of the first groups that I was like, I need to write all these lyrics down. Because I was like, I need to learn this. And there's no way I can listen to it and learn it. Because I was like, how do they what do they say? What are they even talking about? Yeah, like I didn't even try to like dig that deep into it. I was like, yo, it's oh. just dope. And I recognized like every third word and I was like, oh, that's fire. Like Dude. I and I just made up the rest. Like that's when I was rhyming along. Like, didn't everyone do that? You'd be like, Yeah. Yeah. Like that was like, like January, was, November, December, remember the, Yeah. Yeah. You be in your car and everybody sound like they know the lyrics, and yeah. you hit like you turn the volume down and everybody well, sounds ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Don't let the C D skip. Oh. The CDs used to skip. What? Everybody's getting exposed. So the thing I want to know most is because obviously Three Six Mafia, you know, they're still here and looking pretty normal. I don't know what Busy Bones gonna look like when he shows up. Nah, I don't know. He's gonna you, show you with ain't gonna gun? get everybody right. Like it's. <laughs> I mean, never got everybody when Bone was was in their everybody. Yeah. The flesh was locked up. Yeah. It was like, I don't know yeah. if everybody shows. I just need like crazy. Wish, wish is pretty normal, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> yo, uh, crazy wish and busy. You know what's crazy is <laughs> they named themselves like Bone, and it was Crazy Bone, Lazy Bone. And this dude was like, yo, I'm just gonna be Wishbone. Bone. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, his makes sense. It's the only one that's like yeah. a legit thing. I, like, I wonder if one of them came and was like, I'm gonna be Funny Bone, and they was like, you better get out, <laughs> get out of here. There will be no Funny Bone in Bone Thugs. They got, and they got a cousin somewhere named Funny. Yeah, bone. they Some, definitely got a Funny somewhere. Bone. Funny Bones out there. Yeah, nah, but I, it's gonna be, it's gonna be ugly night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, I'm, I am intrigued by this battle. And this is one we didn't even think about when we were going on the list, but I'm just glad they're out in New York. Like, <laughs> and that's for me being a New York guy and I love New York artists. It, it got overkill. Like it was too much. Yeah. Let's, let's get out of that. Let's travel. I think now they got to get Kanye for a versus. No, they, they don't. spoke on. I don't, I don't want, Kanye. I watched part two of that interview too. Ridiculous. I, I don't want to get on like another Kanye rant, but no. he, like the, the Tlaib stuff, like, they're going back and forth. Him saying he like basically grifted backpackers. 
Uh, it hurts your all, soul. It, that because, <laughs> like, Questlove said this. Anybody who listened to hip-hop and listened to, like, what was underground rap, we didn't call each other backpackers. That was some cornball-ass name, like, that the mainstream said. But between that and it was like, you all super scientifical rappers, they're not, everybody's not a super scientifical rapper. Like, Talib didn't rap about science and economics. Like, he just rapped. So nobody did that. And Kanye, for him to say that, it was like, dog, your production fell in line with what Talib and most and everybody else was doing. You're lucky that Jay-Z was around to say, I, I actually kind of like that. Yeah. Otherwise, you would have been outside the, the room as well. You, like, you didn't want to be a backpacker? Like, you were from the streets? I don't believe that. <laughs> you were not from the streets, Kanye. You wanted to be from the streets. Your mother was an educator. Yeah, I mean, everyone in Chicago probably from the streets. Right, somewhere. technically. Like, but, come on, dog. Like what about this life? You're just you're a producer who wanted to be from the streets, and no, no. And then the 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 level of misinformation in that damn show. Poor Larry Hoover Jr. had listened to Kanye <laughs> go on these ridiculous rants, and it's funny how Kanye always goes. He'll say something, he and then he'll pivot to God. Like when he gets lost in his own sauce, yeah, he'll be like, "Because we're all God's children." Larry was like, "Wait, hold on, let's get back to what I was talking about with my pops, right?" Like. What are you talking about, Kanye? I was very confused where Larry Hoover Jr. came from. Like, in the grand scheme of this interview. Like, I, I thought he was insightful and, like, cool. He was there for a reason or whatever. And he talked about his stuff. So I had a rap a lot chain on. Though. Yes. Yo, Jay Prince, man. Like, this guy is the, the puppet master behind every hand, man. Like, you can't play with James Prince. I don't know. At all. He had Kanye at the fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's Kanye... He, I don't want Kanye to do a versus. I just don't trust him to pick the right songs. Oh, we're gonna get like a lot of Yeezus. Right. So if like <laughs> if we got a Kanye versus be all the gospel stuff now, like he ain't exactly. gonna play like if it was Kanye versus Drake, on paper it sound great because I'd be like, oh man, what's gonna be Spaceship, right? Or <laughs> or Roses or Can't Tell Me Nothing. Like what's gonna beat those songs? But Kanye's gonna play none of those songs. Nah. Kanye's going to play, like, church stuff, and I'm going to be like, ah, I don't know. And then randomly throw in the, the song with the bleach butthole. Yeah. What was it? Father yeah. Stretch My Hands. Father Stretch My which Hands, is which the, is an incredible song. Uh, it's an incredible sample. It's an incredible worst, beat. And then he opens it, and lyric. he sullies that song in a hurry. <laughs> but it's like, I think Drake, Drake should be an A&R somewhere, I, honestly. Like, Drake understands, like, what works. Drake in a versus battle, if you leave them to their own devices to pick their songs, it's not fair. Drake would run Kanye off the stage. Now, if somebody else picked Kanye's playlist, Kanye could probably win. But Kanye's not going to pick his own music. Nah. He's not, well, he's not going to pick good songs. So I don't, I don't want that versus, also because I don't like Kanye, and he'll be bold enough to wear a MAGA hat on stage. I don't need that in my life. Yo, he, nah, he wears the full, the full blanket joint that he wears now, like coming out looking like a superhero. Nah, I'm, I don't, yeah, he's a weird dude, man. So uh, hip-hop is in a weird place. I'm sure we'll talk about you know, more of that later on in the week or to open next week, it's time to talk about MMA, which is why yes. we came here. You guys don't go anywhere. When we come back from the break, we got to talk about Chris Cyborg. We got to talk about what's next for her because she's just running through people in Bellator. Like we, we talked about in our pro wrestling show um, the other day. Oh, no, actually in our boxing show, it was like, yo, Canelo might not have anyone to face coming up like in two years. Cyborg's there now. Yeah. So it's interesting to see what they do with her going forward. Um, Aaron Pico had a great performance there. We'll talk everything around the world of MMA when we come back from the break. Don't go anywhere. Right back after this. Hey. 
Hey everyone, it's Lindsay Rhodes, and I've got a new podcast, The NFL Road Show. Fun and kind of nerdy conversation about the NFL every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I've got some amazing guests that are joining me. I'll be breaking the huddle with the top stories, previewing games. We'll get you set for the weekend fantasy with our Fantasy Friday episodes, and we'll answer some of your questions as well. So subscribe to the NFL Roadshow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, we are back. Time to talk MMA. Dre, we got to talk Bellator and everything. Before we get into UFC, UFC had a great card. Max Holloway headlining against Yaya Rodriguez. The entire card was fun, though. We'll talk about that. We'll preview this next upcoming card as well in our last segment. But I figured we'd break this up real quick with a little bit of Bellator talk in the wider world of MMA to jumpstart um, the conversation. Today, we had Bellator 271. That happened this past week. First thing I gotta talk about Valerie Lareda wins <laughs> celebratory twerk. I love it. Incredible. That and Big Boy doing the somersault. Yes. And, and land on his butt. We need more celebrations, not just the backflip, not the Gaethje backflip, not crazy. But I, I love all celebration. Uh, Shevchenko with the ballerina, like dance after she wins and the, the spins. It's very aggressive. She always has energy and time for it because she runs through everyone. But I feel like this is, if I had to rank, it's top three celebration. I mean, look, there was there were people criticizing Valerie for twerking. I'm not. She just look, won. You do whatever you want. That's how I feel. Won. Like People like respect the game. Listen, get your old watch baseball ass <laughs> stuff out of here. If I hit a home run, I'm watching it. <laughs> if you throw at me, we fighting. Man, my bat flip yeah. would be incredible. You know what my bat flip, like my bat ain't coming back. <laughs> Yo, if I don't like the pitch, I might throw the bat at him. So if I knock somebody out in a fight, like that's hitting in a baseball, right? That's not a human. I hit a baseball and I watch that thing go, I'm celebrating. If I hit you and watch you go, I'm celebrating. We dancing, we partying. As long as you're okay, I'll check. Like, if you look like you're a dead person, I'm not going to dance over your grave. That's not cool. But Valerie, did she twerk? Why not? Why not? I Listen, if I was fighting and I want to fight, I would try to do the big E full split like he does. You would definitely hurt yourself. Oh, no, I'd hurt you myself def- more in that. Doing that than fight. a fight. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, my flexibility ain't there. But I would work hard to pull that off. Yo, I, I, I don't understand. Like, when I saw people being very critical about with Valerie with this, I was like, I don't understand what y'all are upset about. Beat her. Yeah. Anderson I mean, Anderson danced when he fought. Tito Ortiz did the Gravedigger celebration when he fought. She twerked. Yeah, just twerking on your opponents. Like, take that. Um, no, I, I think it's, it's... I'd be real out of lot. Like, if I really didn't like my opponent, I'd teabag him. <laughs> like it's, like it's Halo? <laughs> take that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now you fighting again. I'm, We're just running this back. <laughs> yeah, because then, then the corner's going to come, come in. It's like, yeah, I can't no. believe you just teabagged. Oh, that, You're that, so disrespectful. That's 2005 Halo vibes. Yeah, that's I, real disrespectful. Just saying. It's like, I, I'm, a, I'm a dirty person. Look, it's but a I fight. Was, I was tight when people did that on Halo. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, going like into why people don't like her. I think people don't like her in general. No, they don't like um, her. They don't not? like that, you know, she... Posts like bikini pictures and she models and she does all this Beat stuff her. on IG. But again, it helped her get to like a million IG followers. At this point in time, it's like people want 
and I see this at MMA and boxing a little bit, like with Ryan Garcia and everything. They want you to just be a fighter. Yeah, like they, no. they put you in this box, but then they complain when you're not a star or yeah. exciting or something. Like, it's, you can't have it both ways. No, you can, but then it sucks, right? Like, yeah. Like, I, it, it's, no it's one's kinda, clamoring for Leon Edwards right now. It's kind of like hip hop, right? Like, when you have your favorite artists, you should want them to go mainstream. You should want them to do what it takes. I mean, yes, you don't want them to sell out, but you should want them to be able to get exposed to a bigger audience. But there's so many heads to be like, I don't want you to sign with Def Jam. Hmm. <laughs> and it's like, well, chill out, man. I want as long as I compromise the music, then I don't care. So if you're a fighter and you have an Instagram page or whatever it is, and if you look like Valerie and Valerie wants to show off how she looks, knock her out. If you don't like it, knock her out. That's all. Period. What, don't let her win. And she Just cannot twerk. Yeah. And, well, in the octagon. She'll twerk online. She'll, yeah, somewhere else. Like, yeah. you take your twerk and somewhere watch. else. Don't, yeah. don't look at her Instagram. You'll never see her twerk. Yeah, I, don't, I don't care about any, Like, what, what she does, I don't care. Yeah, her, Paige Van Zandt. Like, I, I don't, like, it's not for me, but it's for a million people. Yeah, somebody like it. Somebody likes it. And if that, if that helps you get more money, because, again, in the end of the day, these fighters just need more money. Yeah. So if it helps you get paid, helps you stick around a promotion, whatever you got to do. If this is, maybe she would have been doing that anyway. Right. Like, if she was a nurse, you're going to say she can't twerk. Maybe you can't twerk in mid-surgery. But, <laughs> like, if you have, like, a successful surgery. That would be interesting. Like, maybe, maybe a successful, like, oh, I just saved this person's life. Twerk, 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 twerk. <laughs> like, you just, uh, that might be acceptable. But uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'd appreciate the lines, that. Yeah, the, the lines are blurred. I mean, a lot of people don't, I mean, look, what you do outside is kind of your business as long as it's not hurting anybody. Jessica Andras had to do a whole OnlyFans page to pay off her house. Yo. Facts. And I happened to unfortunately stumble across that thing. And I was like, oh, like this wasn't like OnlyFans I'm like fighting. This was like OnlyFans. Yeah. And I mean, and UFC veteran, like you shouldn't have to. No, you shouldn't. That's an indictment on Dana White and the UFC, obviously. But she did what she had to do and she got paid. Somebody likes it. Yeah. Listen, I, her and her wife ain't complaining. Nah, they got a house. They paid. Chilling. Yeah, they good. So a little twerking? Whatever you want. Um, good performance, too. Yeah. She looked good. But before the good. twerking. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Beat her, and then you ain't got to see yeah. all that. No, it's good performance in the cage. Go on, um, get another fight. You know, there's some people who do stuff and then can't back it up. Right. Like, she is not. It's cool. Let her see how far she can go. Um, next person, Aaron Pico, on the card, continues to roll. He's got to figure it out, man. He had a rough patch. Yeah. He, I mean, March his, rough, his rough patch started early. That's the problem. Yeah. I mean, they fed him to the wolves quickly. Yeah. And then he had a problem where he thought, he was like, well, I'll just be a striker, and I won't use my wrestling. And it was like, hey, man, these gloves are really small. If somebody touches <laughs> your chin, you're probably going to sleep. And it's, the funny thing about Aaron Pico's career is that I remember when Pico got signed and AJ McKee was also signed. Yep. And people kept talking about Pico, Pico, Pico. And McKee was the guy. There was a heavyweight with them too, right? Or like, uh, heavy, like someone from it, Penn State. Uh, Ed Ruth. Ed Ruth was, was uh, also in the That did not mix. work out. Yeah, it didn't work out. Yo, Bellator thought they had it. They had a bunch yo, of, signed I, a bunch of wrestlers. We talked about it on the show. Yeah. Like, yo, that class, like, they could have the future stars and the UFC is not signing any of these people. Nah, they were going out. with a Page and Sage. Yeah, that didn't work out either. No, that didn't work out either. Nothing worked out. But the case of Aaron Pico is he went out there and 
they were they, he didn't like AJ had his dad Antonio to kind of monitor how he, his skills were progressing in in the cage. Aaron was just like, I'm just going to strike because I like striking. Yeah. And it's like, dog, you're a pretty good wrestler. Use it. And now he's kind of figured it out because he had to get touched on his chin a few times. <laughs> and he was just like, all right, so I'm going to mix it up. And what does he do? He's got it all figured out. And his striking game has improved because he's more balanced. There is more the things to worry about. of wrestling yes. helps so much. You have to, like, you have, it's called mixed martial arts, <laughs> right? Like, you have to be able to mix it up. Anderson Silva was a phenomenal striker, but his BJJ game was on point. Yeah. So if you did take him down, you were in a world of trouble. Right. There were things that he could do. There's a lot of great wrestlers who throw hands very well because you can't take them down. Yep. You look at what Chuck Liddell was able to do, the sprawling brawl. Like, Tyron Woodley, like all these. But Aaron rigs. Pico is like, you have to make somebody think about something else other than your hands because you can get knocked out. Now he's got it figured out. And I feel like we're about to see this impressive run and Aaron Pico might be in title contention very soon. I mean, again, in Bellator, it don't take much. It takes like two or three fights. <laughs> so it, it's just one of those things where, okay, they put him on the slow build again, and it's working out. But eventually, you're building him to get back to that level, and it's just, will the chin hold up? They'll have to find but out. You don't you know. got time to wait. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you keep winning, it's like the Andre Arlovsky thing. He keeps winning, and then you go like, man, he's on this nice little win streak. And somebody's going to go, hey, it's yeah. time to get him a fight. Like a real fight. And if he gets knocked out, oh, well. Got to prove it. And in Bellator, you don't know how long people are going to be around, how long you have. Yeah, you don't have a clue. Because people jump promotions. They do all this stuff. Like, everyone's not MVP. No. Like, and MVP looks like he's in line for a title shot. I don't I mean. MVP was supposed to be the guy. He was. And just never. To he me, still, he's. Obliterated in the tournament. <laughs> like, oh. Blew his face up. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. He yeah. got hit with the uppercut from the guy. Another guy. Yeah, where's the mixed and mixed martial arts? You're a phenomenal striker. He was just gifted a decision, what, a month ago? I wouldn't say he was gifted. It was a close fight. It was a close fight. I wouldn't say he was gifted. Very close. I, I, don't, I don't know if he won that one. It was, it was fairly boring. It wasn't, it, was, it wasn't that great. No, it was like a technical chess match, which isn't what he's known for. And then uh, main event, Cyborg. She's just running through people. Over Yo, some, I don't know who said this on Twitter. There's like every now and then to keep MMA going, you have to sacrifice someone to the MMA gods and throw them to the sun so you can keep this thing going. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> that girl had no chance against Cyborg. None. We all knew it. Cyborg knew it. That's the worst part. Like she would, that, it's food. And it's crazy because Cyborg gets her back against the cage at one point. She's in the exact same Amanda Nunez position. And Nunez was able to throw punches through it, land faster, obliterate Cyborg. Here, Cyborg gets the same position, no fear. No. It's like she hasn't changed anything from when she went to the UFC. She's like, no, no one here is good enough to catch me like no. that. If you ever watch Cyborg and she comes in, she throws those strikes and closes the gap really quick, if you're a good counter striker, you can pick her off. Yep. But you have to also have power with that counter striking because you have to make her say, all right, I can't do that. It's the same thing. It's not, it's not, I'm not saying there's no technique behind it, but it, it's a very repetitive move yeah. that she does, it, which she throws over and then she comes in, and now she's in your chest. Now, usually, if you take a step back or if your back's against the cage, you're just getting wild with these haymakers. But if you're a, 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 a pretty proficient striker, you can figure this thing out and pick her off. These girls ain't strong enough to do that. No. They just get beat up. And then it's like the, the allure of Cyborg is like, it's like Mike Tyson-esque. Yeah. Right? Because even though Nunez stopped her, she's still cyborg. 
Because yep. Tyson got nobody knocked, else can. Yeah, Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas, and when Tyson came back, Bruce Seldon them was like, "Yo, I don't, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to be with this maniac." And that's what Cyborg looks like. She's very nice. If anybody's ever talked to Cyborg, she's like, oh, nice, nicest person, nicest woman in the world. But when that cage door shuts, she's gonna beat your ass. Yeah. So we see her first round knockout win. Then Kayla Harrison, free agent. Now that PFL season is over, she collected several million dollar checks. So now she's testing the waters. Bellator bring, or I don't know if she just showed up to the fight or Bellator, but they had the cameras ready. Oh, they invited her. Yeah, and then you're hoping for this magnificent tease, Cyborg to call her out or Kayla to get on a mic. Nothing. They asked Cyborg about it, and she's like, well, I'll be here. We'll see. Cyborg didn't even know she was a free agent. She's like, we'll talk to another promoter and see if we can make it happen. Like, no, Cyborg, she can just sign. Like, you ask her fight next week if you wanted to. Yeah. So, but it was very ill prepared for like the send off you don't, that it should have been. But you don't want to build a fight. You don't have this woman under contract because now she's holding you over a barrel, right? Like if you say, if as soon Cy- as they asked Cyborg about her and then cut to her, they did that. Already. Yeah, like if. But I'm just saying, if Cyborg was like, "I want Kayla Harrison," now you got that sound bite, hmm. and now you have social media blowing up about it, and then Kayla was like, "Yeah, you know that um that contract? Put another comma on it." Yeah, because you got to make this fight happen, or else they don't really want. They didn't really want to do that. But if you're Kayla Harrison, it's like Dana White's already disrespecting you in the media, right? Dana White's like openly saying, Has that he? She, "Yeah, he was like she. She'll get washed by Amanda Nunez." I mean, that's fair. Dana, I mean, Dana does that's this not to anybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, Dana does this to anybody who's not signed to the UFC. Like, I don't know if people saw the clip going around of Ariel and Dana talking about Fedor. Yeah. Yeah. And Dana, Dana was like, who did he beat? And he was like bringing up all these names. And I'm like, dog, Fedor, is, he ran through the murderer's row of heavyweights in pride. Respect that man. But as long as you're not signed with the UFC, Dana don't care. It don't count. So I'm sure Dana watches Kayla Harrison at home. He's like, man, she's good. He ain't going to say it publicly unless he can get her under contract. He said worse about Cyborg. Yo. If he signed her. So if that Cyborg stuff happened now, the things oh. that Dana said about her, Oh, they would have me too. This ass up out of here. Yeah, no, they can't. <laughs> you can't do that. MMA is a weird space. I, I'm just saying. Like, yeah, I mean, true. People get away with saying a lot of stuff. But somebody even today in MMA, somebody me would have been all over social media, <laughs> been like, "Yo, you can't do that." She said it was, she was a man and all. Like, you can't yeah, do that. Yeah, There's a lot of shit said there. But with Kayla, it's just like now that she's free agent, it's Bellator or what? It's, I guess her it's biggest, Bellator. Her, it's Bellator. Yeah, her biggest card is like, I'll just go back to PFL and yeah, she, collect another million. Yeah, she can always go back. And I'm sure PFL's like, not again. Like, cause it's like Somebody else got to. It's like, we can't build anybody if you just keep yeah. beating up everybody. So Bellator is probably the best place to go. PFL did sign, uh, they signed Bud, so. PFL did? I believe so. Okay. So you could do that. If you really want to, but I think that's as good. I mean, for that, you just sign a one off contract and be like, no tournament for you. It's very it's like Kayla's in a strange spot because she's so good. Because you don't bring her to Bellator and she immediately fights Cyborg. That's the problem. Too. Because if she immediately fights Cyborg, then it's like, well, now what? Yep. And then Kayla goes, well, I'm going to the UFC. Yeah. And it's like, you don't want to do that either. So you got to sign her to like a three to five fight deal, have her beat up some people and build towards a Cyborg fight. Because the way these two women are fighting, they can fight like every two months. To build towards this fight. Yeah. They, there's like no resistance when they step in the cage. No. Cyborg's already beat number two through five in Bellator. Yeah. So it's like, we're going to fight number six. Like, <laughs> running back? Yeah. Like, maybe. Like, she's just biding time at this point. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm very interested to see where Kayla goes because, again, I say this like every show. Kayla's a big girl. Yeah, she has to fight 155. Like, she's big. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, not, like, her shoulders are broad. Like, yeah. there's just something about, like, I don't know, maybe it's just judo and, like, how your body fills out. Like, when you I do judo. Ronda didn't look like that. Ronda was a lot smaller, but her body is, like, built, like, in saying, that frame, you know? Kayla, my God. Like, not on fight week because she's cutting. But when Ronda was, like, out and just chilling, yeah, her shoulders are, like, super broad and everything. Like, well, I mean, her she, upper body is, like, it just leaves you kind of, like, forward built. I don't know. Kayla looks just crazy. looks like, like, Ronda had to make herself look intimidating sometimes with stare downs. Yeah. Kayla just looks intimidating. No, yeah, she, she knows she's just a bad She looks like she's going to rip your head off. Yeah, and it just comes down to a point of how long until she gets you on the ground. Yeah, because once that happens, you're done. She's too strong. Yeah, it's a wrap. So, the skills are too good. She's too strong. Bellator better throw the bag at her, and then they better promote it through the roof. They better have the women on the same card. They better do it right, because it's hard to bring interest to Bellator right now. Yeah. As much as I and enjoyed it. They have good it, fights. They have good fights. They have good fighters. I mean, you still have Aaron Pico. You still have McKee. You still have Pitbull. Like, you still have Nemkov. You have Rumble whenever, hopefully, he gets healthy again. Yeah. I mean, you have Corey Anderson doing what he's doing. Yeah, you still have Bader. Like, they have really good fighters. UFC is just like no squashing. Yeah, they, they don't have stars. Over. They don't have stars. McKee, McKee he has the potential. should be. We'll see. Yeah. But so far, they don't have a star. Mm-mm. Valerie could be a star. She could. She keeps yeah, winning. Keep winning. <laughs> winning. Keep that's, twerking. That's, that's, that's the other part. It's like, ah, you got to keep winning. Yep. So we'll see what Bellator has you know, for us moving forward to close out the year. Let's take our last break. Come back. Wrap it up with UFC. Max Holloway. Dude. best is blessed. We have, we have to talk about. Masvidal pulling out of the Edwards fight. Because <laughs> this feels like posturing. Oh, he's talking mad trash. Yeah. So we'll get to all of that as soon as we come back from the break. Don't go anywhere. More MMA right after this. Pele leaned in and said something to Freddie. Don't let them change you. Keep working on what makes you different and what makes you special. It was great advice, but it caused me some problems. But what could change Freddie do? Soccer is going to explode, and it's going to be around this kid. We were the Beatles. Everywhere we went, it was the Freddie show. And with that came the expectation, and with that came the pressure. New episodes of American Prodigy drop Tuesdays from Blue Wire Podcasts. All right, we are back. Time to wrap this all up by talking about the UFC. Before we get into UFC Vegas 42, which was last weekend, Holloway versus Rodriguez. Like you mentioned before the break, Masvidal is out of the fight against Leon Edwards. Um, got hurt. UFC is odd because, like, you don't got to provide any proof. No. You'd be like, it's like hurt. the Dillian White situation. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hurt. So, like, I'm hurt. Um but again, you look at this, and it's honestly, Masvidal fights anyone. So, like, I'm not going to attack his credibility. The man fought in backyards. Like, cool, you say you're hurt, you're hurt. But it can also be true that this is the best situation for him. Being hurt and not fighting Leon Edwards, because what do you gain from that? You're probably not going to win. I mean, that, that the, uh. I'm looking at Leon Edwards, and he I know he's like, God damn it. Like, you can't get a can't get, like, got your break. What is wrong with this, man? Kamayev like, gets, like, I, the Rona. And all, like, 
If you're mad with all the fights to make, it's Colby Covington, right? Hands down. It's the fight to make. Him getting hurt the weekend after Colby loses yeah. is, the, is the part where people's, like, ears perk up and like, all right. But, but the interesting thing is, like, if you fought Leon Edwards, if you lost, you could still fight Colby Covington. Yes. Because let's just say, <laughs> if you beat Leon Edwards, you're not fighting Kamaru Usman again. No. But you, you delay the time in which you can fight Colby Covington. Yeah, I mean. If you fight Edwards in December and then go. Now, you're out of that fight. It appears like Leon's just like, cool, I'm just moving on. Give me my title shot. And wait, they have to give Leon the title fight. At this point, there's no one else. You got to stop. You got to stop. Like, like, they need to cut it out. I don't care what Kamayev does between now and then. No, just have him beat up Rafael Dos Anjos. Or... Some, yeah, like, you just can't rocket him over Leon Edwards. No, you know, I'm worried they'll, they'll do Leon Edwards versus, like, Vicente Luque or something like that. Just, like, don't jam him up. Look. I think Leon Edwards said, now I'm out. I'm out of this spot. Like, I'm good. Yeah. Call me when it's time for my title shot. Give him his title fight. Yeah. Just give it to him. What are we playing? Like, and even then, Kamar Usman's the number one pound-for-pound fighter in the world. He can headline a pay-per-view. Yeah. I mean, because if you really look at the landscape of the welterweight division, who else is going to fight that's going to draw? No. Kamayev's not there yet. Kamayev, actually the smart thing to do is have Edwards, Usman, and then Kamayev on the, on the undercard so he can call out Usman. Yeah. Like, you have to build that fight because Kamayev fought, and it, it's like people are interested, but it's not quite there yet. So make the fight. Man took two significant strikes out. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> build the fight. Start building the fight. But don't, don't pass on Leon. It's, that's disrespectful. No, and I think you end up with two better fights in terms of a draw. Like, yeah. Masvidal versus Colby is a main event headlining fight. Yes, you could do that. No title. Like, if you want to, yeah. you could put the BMF belt on. Oh, don't do that. Like, <laughs> just we bring this back just, again. Just call it the MAGA belt. Yeah, like, BMF belt on the line. Call it rocks if he's doing anything again. Like you put that down in Miami, yeah, you're onto something. It's, it's it's a big fight. Everybody wants to see that fight. Everyone wants to see it. So it's funny. I think I think Covington wins that fight though. I think so too. Uh, Covington's a dog, man. I don't like him. He is. But he's a dog. No, he's one hell of a fight. I don't know what Masvidal is. Masvidal's never been that good. Let's just be <laughs> honest. Jorge Masvidal, he killed Ben Askren, and that yeah. really is what sent him through the roof. Like he knocked out Darren Till. But what is Darren Till? After further review, Darren Till was never really that great. He's a good fighter. Yeah. Him, Nate Diaz, they're all like in the same, same, same boat. Colby Covington is a notch above those guys. Yeah, I mean, that's – but if Colby just relies on the hands. Uh, he won't. He'll wrestle, wrestle him. Wrestle Yeah, that's what I'm – Yeah, like fighting Kamaru Usman, it's like hard to take down a brick wall. So you're just like, all right, I'm just going to throw hands and good luck. You know, he lost the fight. But he still remained upright for five rounds. Oh, he's take very, a punch. Competitive. Rocked like, him a couple times. Yeah, against Masvidal, that, that engine will be there again. He'll just can't be a fool and get caught with something. But I think Kobe wins that fight. Probably pre- pretty handily. Yeah, I can see him winning a handed decision. It's hard to stop Masvidal. As we've seen, he only been stopped, what, once in all those losses? Yeah, I mean, he's only been, I mean, knocked out. Knocked that was the first out. time he got knocked out. Because. I'll never forget the inverted triangle by Toby Yamada and Bellator. Oh. That's how I always remember who Masvidal was. Because I was like, hey, this guy got the inverted triangle done on him. Yeah, yeah. That's why I really was watching Bellator. But other than that, he's not an easy out. But I think Colby's cardio will just do Masvidal in. He'll outwork him. I am way more intrigued round. about that fight than a third fight on a pay-per-view card versus Leon Edwards. 
Yeah. So give Leon his title fight whenever that's ready. And then even if you want those two to co-main, you can put them on the same card. If you want it. And make sure. But I think they can headline their own card. And I think Colby would be like, no, I want my own pay-per-view points. I'm not here to help Kamaru out and have yeah, him. Yeah, he really loves them titles to headline pay-per-views. He does. You can put the BMF title up. Yeah. I, don't I mean, he did it for Nate, right? That was yeah, like, that was, yeah. I, I and that was in New York. I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> it's, it's completely but it unnecessary. Sense. It's like, hey, let's make the BMF title for these mediocre fighters. Yeah. Just, I mean, it's like a mid-card title. Leon Edwards is like, where's my BMF title? No, it's, you're past the mid-card. I mean, this is whack. Like, it's a mid-card belt. Yeah, Keep but it's usually a springboard to get the title. Kobe and, and Masvidal's time fighting Usman is over. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that is true. They're but then you going back to, to the mid-card. They're like Kurt Henning. Like, you, you could be the king of the mid-card. Don't right. disrespect Kurt Henning. Like no, it's okay. What, not even it disrespectfully. Razor Ramon? Who oh. else? Other people who never reached the top of the card. Tito but, Santana? Tito Santana. So, like, it's okay to be the king of the mid-card, and that's what Masvidal and Kobe would be fighting for because Kamaru's on a different planet than everyone. Yes, he is. And um, let's talk about, actually, the fights that just happened, though, and not stop fantasy booking their next fights. This past weekend, like I said, Max Holloway, Gary Rodriguez headlined a card to UFC Apex here in Vegas. Good card throughout. Like, the names were like, all right, when we talked about it last week, like, the names are cool. They had eight straight finishes at one point. Two fights on the entire card went the distance. The third fight of the entire night, the, the women's fight, and then the main event, which was wildly entertaining. Yes, it was. Everybody else got wrecked. Fun night. Or so, fun morning for it, us. What, what, what stop is surprised you the most? <sighs> Chaos, I'll tell you, Chaos I'll Williams was a good one. It was, but that's not the one that surprised me the most. Andrea Lee running over Cynthia Calvillo the way she did. Oh, she made Calvillo say no mas. Yeah. I mean, and people were critical, but I was like, yo, Cynthia had nothing for Andrea no. Lee. Nothing. Nothing. I didn't expect that to KGB happen. KGB has hit like another level. She's really good. But I just didn't see that coming. If you would have told me to pick a card, like Chaos Williams, I could see him knocking somebody out. True. Right? But Calvillo just got, she got worked. She got worked. Yeah. The no moss, like Calvillo's interesting. She had the weight cutting problems, and now it's just losing, losing, losing. She's another one where it's like, guess she wasn't what we thought she was. No, Dana loved her. Yeah, you know, he did. Team Alpha Male, ah, I, love, I love her. She's going to be a champion. No, she's not. Nope. She's a good fighter, but damn, I, she got worked. She can't stay at flyweight. But you know what else was, was surprising in a different way? Delima and Rothwell and her being <laughs> Willie Won't He Stop This Fight? I mean, at that point, yeah, he jumped in. Like, can you jump out? Yeah, he was like, like, double like ah, yeah. ah. And then Delima was like, hey, you stop this. Like, it was funny because he was in the middle of hitting him. He was like, well, I don't really need to continue this anymore. Because you stopped the fight. And Herb Dean was like, ah, you got me. Ah, stop the fight. <laughs> yes. And Rothwell was like, what the hell? Like, I'm going for a, double, a single leg at this point. But that Rothwell was out. He, he got lit up. No parts of that conversation. I don't know if, her, like, I like Herb Dean as a referee. But I, he, I feel like over the past, like, three years, his refereeing skills have been diminishing. He refs a lot. He so, does, but so a lot of these guys, Jason like, Herzog, like they, yes. he's had a lot. Like Herb has had quite a few early stoppages, late stoppages, and now we have the double dutch stoppage. Yeah. what we're gonna call this because he literally was like, at least this one wasn't egregious. It ended up being the right call. It just took him. A it, while it just to was it out. like, well, you got to make up your mind. 
And because if Delima didn't stop punching, that fight would have kept going. Yeah. Right? Like, but Herb Lima looks at Herb, and Herb looks at him like, oh, yeah, I guess I did stop. Yeah, but he, he looked at him like, I, I got you. He's like, you got me. Oh. <laughs> and Ben Roth was just sitting there like, who got who? Like, I just got beat up. What happened? Yeah, let, let me know. <laughs> Am I still fighting? Because I remember I got punched in the face, and the lights went out. And now you guys are talking about stopping the fight that I think I'm still in. Honest to God, I forgot Ben Rothwell was still in the UFC. Yo, Ben Rothwell. I saw this fight. I was like, oh. I remember when Ben Rothwell came and got wrecked by Kane Velasquez. It was a similar fashion. Kane took him down, just started lighting him up, and the ref stopped the fight. And Ben was like, hey. I always like when fighters get blown up. And they're like, why did you stop the fight? And they're like, their eyes are rolling in the back of their head. It's like, damn. Always. I could never be a referee. It's a thankless job. Because nobody, very few people go, you're a good referee. Most people go, you're a really bad referee. Yeah, because your mistakes are what's remembered. Yeah, because like Dana White hated Steve Mazzagatti. <laughs> like <laughs> Steve Mazzagatti could do nothing right. And at post-fight press conferences, Dana couldn't wait to try Steve Mazzagatti. <laughs> I was like, damn, man. Like, yo, yeah, Steve was not the greatest referee, but damn, it's a hard job. Yeah. Judges are now on the on that level. Yeah, they're on that target. Like, I couldn't be boxing a judges. Oh boy. Adelaide Bird. I never let it live down that Canelo. Spark I mean, car. there's so many Adelaide Bird. Someone like last weekend got roasted. Oh, it, oh, the Michaela Mayor. Yeah, one. It was like someone gave her a sweep on the cards. Like, what? Are, what were you it's watching? Like, yo, I saw this fight. Like, I was right here. Yo, but a referee's job is got to be really difficult because me, I'm a jerk, and I don't care how much training I have. If somebody gets knocked out, you probably see me go, ooh, oh, damn, I got to stop the fight. Hold on. <laughs> like, you're dying. and You're bleeding everywhere. I got to stop the fight. I, I wouldn't be able to contain myself. I would kind of be like Steve Willis, who's like the greatest referee ever. <laughs> the, the, human, human, the human gift, Steve Willis. Yo, this man. Because like, he hops like in and out, he's like, ooh. And he, he manages to still be a good referee. <laughs> it's really hard to do. Like to get caught up in the moment and be like, oh, I'm still doing my job. If I get caught up in the moment, I'm not doing the Even job. Even then, people are like, oh, he loves Floyd Mayweather, and he gives Floyd so many breaks, and yeah. lets Floyd hold, and if Floyd is rocked, he'll, like, put stuff apart. Dude, there is the worst referee in boxing ever, as a kid, for me growing up, was Richard Steele. Really? Yes, because Richard Steele was always criticized for stopping the fight early. <laughs> if you go back, and the one fight that did it for me with Richard Steele, as a kid, we will say Sir Chavez versus Belger Taylor. Oh. Melzer Taylor's beating up, not beating up, he's winning the fight. And you're slowly watching Chavez pound on Meldrick Taylor. And then final round, like 10 seconds, seconds left. left. Chavez drops Taylor. And I remember watching the fight with my dad. And my pops is like, oh, he, like, he, he doesn't get excited about much. He's like, oh, me, I'm a kid. I'm like, oh, like, oh, like get up, Meldrick, because I wanted Meldrick to win because he's black, whatever. And, <laughs> and I was like, Meldrick, get up. And Meldrick gets up. And I remember looking at the clock, and I'm thinking, as a kid, because I don't know any better, this is going to sound really stupid, I'm thinking Richard Steele could see that clock that I'm seeing on my TV. <laughs> like, look in the corner of your screen, Richard. <laughs> he's got time. He can't see that clock. Meldrick's, like, out of it. But all he's got to do, because he's already heard the 10-second clapper, is just say he can continue to fight over. Meldrick Taylor wins that fight. The trajectory of Julio Cesar Chavez's career changes. Entirely. For that, for that reason... I always thought Richard Steele was like the worst referee of all time. <laughs> he broke your little it, it, it crushed me. heart. Because yeah. Meldrick Taylor was incredible. But then they had the rematch, and then Julio yeah. Cesar Chavez beat the piss out of Meldrick Taylor. I was like, oh, my God. And Meldrick's never been the same. He can't even talk. He can't talk now? He can, but you can't but understand yeah, what you're can. saying. He's got mush brain. Like Holyfield? 
No, it's worse. Oh, okay. Meldrick Taylor's speech is bad, and Chavez beat the hell out of him. Like, Chavez destroyed him. Yeah. I was watching old school Chavez fights the other day. He hit like, a ton of bricks. Yeah. No special. Floyd would call it, call it no special effects. Straight up and down. That straight up and down was hard to deal with. But yeah. all this to say is he like. He also lost a sweep, by the way. Yeah. Watch this fight again. Though. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> um, all this to say is like, referee's job is very difficult. And when I see Herb Dean, and I'm like, damn, this sucks because you're just getting roasted on Twitter. Oh. And people are waiting. Yeah, they waiting can't wait. To roll, and roll it's like, roll. you do that because that's a hard job. That's a hard job. Hey, is he knocked out? Oh, look, he got up. Yo, step in. Just get into the cage. And there's 260-pound men throwing haymakers. Yeah. And they ask you to step in between All them. Right. No. I'm... Yo, fight's done. I'm from the other side yeah. of the cage. Yo, no. Yo, fight's done. Like, That's I'd it. Like, this, this uh, how... Yeah, it's over. This is how it would be for me. <laughs> They'd be like, you hear like Joe Rogan, you hear me like this. Hey, hey, stop. <laughs> You're hurting him. I tried. Yeah, that's, 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 that, what, I did my job. What you want me to do? I look at Dana. What you want me to do? Like somebody who's if somebody listened live show another referee stoppage that blew my mind because it could have changed everything. Shane Carwin and Brock Lesnar, UFC 116. Oh yeah, because Carwin was putting them paws on Brock, and everybody thought the fight was going to get stopped. Who was refereeing that fight? I cannot remember. Oh. I'll look it up, but no, I mean, that's a, I think there's more cases of good no stoppages Yes. than there are. Well, <laughs> that referee from a couple weeks ago, oh my God, I can't oh, remember the fight. I forgot the fight, Everyone, but he let someone take an ass whooping. It was like, he, he was like trying to get somebody murdered. Anyway, that, that's the thing, that was what I was remembering most from this card is Herb Dean's double Dutch stoppage, uh, but it was, <laughs> it was a good card outside of that. But now we have the main event, Max Holloway and Yair Rodriguez. Yair Rodriguez. I mean, two years out of the octagon for Yair. Yeah. Looked great. He looked fantastic. Coming back. Um, this is a guy, him and Cody Garban at one point, were thought to be the future. You know, and Yair, I mean, Cody got the belt once, you know, when he was down there. And then Yair was that same level of guy on this level. He hasn't been championship caliber. But... He looks like a guy who's going to be top five for a good amount of time. Like, the fight against Korean Zombie, call it what it is. He was getting washed. It was a fluke. One of the best knockouts I've ever seen. But he's worked on his skills. It looks like he's finally healthy. Yeah. Went in there. Great game plan against Max Holloway. Tried to chop the leg down. Max Holloway's just a different beast. Yeah, so it was, watching the fight on TV was strange to me because I gave Yaya the first two rounds. I had Yair up 2 nothing. Now, okay. I can see somebody doing 1-1. One, one. Yeah. But these are two very close first two rounds. I had Maxwell Holloway win the next two rounds. And I had the, the final round being the one that was up in the air. Commentary, on the other hand, just felt like it was over. The way they were talking was like, well, Yair needs a knockout. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and some people on social media were like, well, Yair's corner said he needed a knockout. Well, that's what I want my corner to tell me. If it's a close fight, just tell me I need to knock somebody out. Don't tell me I'm winning. Don't tell me, hey, you can cruise to a decision. Always tell me I need to knock somebody out. Just tell me be smart about it. Because, I mean, I don't yeah, know how much. you're just going to go in there and get caught. Yeah. Lit up. But I didn't, I didn't have Max, like, running away with his fight. So when I listened to Bisping and I listened to, like, talking about how this fight was not close and – Somebody was like, the 10-8 round in the third. And I was like, no, that was not a 10-8 round. I thought it was a good round, but I, 
Come on, man. He wasn't that hurt. No, that's for it to be a 10-8 round. Yeah, like 10-9. We're getting a little loose with the 10-8 round. Yeah, people want to call it, hey, you knocked him down. It's a 10-8 round. Like, dog, this is not boxing. But Yair Rodriguez had executed an excellent game plan. His hands were fast. He had a lot of torque on those kicks. Was crushing Max's calf. But, yeah, Max is just wired differently. Another fighter probably can't take that punishment. Another fighter probably couldn't walk. But Max weathers the storm, uses wrestling, still has a sharp jab. My only problem with Max Holloway, this will always be my problem with Max Holloway, he doesn't have enough power. No, he doesn't have enough power. It's death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, and he will cut you. Oh, my God. For 25 it, minutes, he's going to cut you. That is it. Like, he'll stop you if he breaks your spirit. Yeah. Because you're not breaking it. Calvin Cater got... Just got the pause put on. Yeah, it's like a lot of pause. <laughs> that, that's where, like, and for people, like, if you've ever, like, boxed or been in a fight, one, one hit a quit is like, all right, cool, man. I just got knocked out. I can get up. I can go back and do my thing. Yep. If I just get beat up on for 25 minutes, that changes your life. Like, I just talked about how Chavez did Meldrick Taylor for 36 minutes, slowly just crushing his skull. Max, that's what Max does. But the problem is, against certain people, if he was to ever go to lightweight again, he still doesn't have enough power to keep no. people off of him. Certain people, but now, and especially now that we know that Dustin Poirier is really just truly a special fighter, but it's like Justin Gaethje and Max Holloway? Sounds really good on paper. Yeah. I just don't think that Max yeah, has enough to keep Gaethje off him. No, and Conor McGregor was watching the fight. Yo, and Conor like McGregor a, looking like he's 180 pounds standing in front of the TV <laughs> like, I'm going to fight. Like, you can't get down to 45, dog. No, Max. Like, he'd make him come up to 55, which isn't fair for Max. No, it's not. not. the Max. Best Max Holloway. Yo, I feel like Connor's like doing all the cocaine because like he just. I I think Connor actually enjoys fighting, and I think for the first time in a long time, he's very realistic with himself. Where you think so? Yeah, because yeah. I was unrealistic with Connor. <laughs> like I was like, yo, he's coming back, he get a title shot. But if and I still think it's true if Poirier's the champion, there's a chance, right? But I think for the first time, Connor's looking at this and he's like. I don't even know if I should be in the title fight. Like when I come back, like that's I shouldn't be fighting a Dustin Poirier. <laughs> right. He's he's looking at this and he's like now talking trash and picking opponents other than that. Like you know what? Not that Max Holloway is an easy fight by no means, but he's like maybe if I have Max move up to one fifty five. Right. Cool. Let me and, and Max lost to Poirier or he's talking trash to Masvidal. So maybe me and Jorge, that sells. I mean, it's a good fight. And I think I can go in there and I can stay at 170. I don't have to cut down to 155. He's a top five guy. Yeah. Arguably still at that weight. Wait, you know? who, Masvidal? Yeah. Or oh. what is he, nine now? Yeah, he's outside. But he was just a top five guy. Yeah. I mean, he just had two title shots. Like, so it's, it's like, cool. He's top 10 guy in the division. Let me go in there. We sell a ton of pay-per-views. Maybe I can do that. So he's opening to the possibilities instead of just – I just need title shots. I just need revenge. Like, he's, he's opening up to other things. And I think he understands that, like, yo, I want to fight four, five, six more times. All my eggs in one basket probably is not the best for me. But he don't want no parts of Gaethje. Connor was also trash-talking Gaethje. He, he Stay away. I, I just think that guy's different. Connor's a little delusional still. I still think Connor thinks – Connor's the guy who doesn't understand. It's like, hey, man, you need to mix your martial arts. Like, yeah. The game is passing you by. Yep. The reason you got to be up by Poirier is because, like, you weren't checking leg kicks. Like, and he's like, passed himself doing. by. Like, you don't – you – what made you special and different, you don't have anymore. No. Nah. You added a lot of bulk to your frame. 
You don't have that long, lanky stance. You're not fluid. There's no playing touch butt. Like, there's, like you're, you stop doing a lot of the stuff that made you special, like the capoeira in the sand with the Brazilian dude who looks like Fabio. Like, we ain't seen him in five years, and we haven't seen Connor win much without that. No. Like, Connor, that was a big part of what you do, and you made fun of people who were big, stocky, robotic, boxing stances, and then you turned into that. Well, more importantly, you were a giant at 45. That also helps. When that left hand touched and no yeah. one could take it. You're, you were a giant at 145 pounds. And at 55, you beat up Eddie Alvarez. and Which now Eddie Alvarez gets beat up quite a bit. Right. So, it's, you know, there's going to be a lot. It's going to be very interesting to see how people position Conor McGregor in history. Because, yes, he is the first champ champ. Yep. Like he, but was it more so the timing? Because he caught fire. He did. And... It's just longevity is the hardest thing to have. It, it's uh, there's a couple of things. I mean, not only that because obviously you know he loses the Poirier, he gets beat by Khabib, but nobody's beating. No, Khabib. yeah, I mean, but it's like in a Justin Gaethje fight, I'm not picking Connor. No, no, we didn't pick Connor in his prime when he was on fire. That's what I said. I was, I was like, like no, if he fights Justin Gaethje, it's a horrible fight. It's no, a horrible yeah. fight for him. Before on the he leg. broke yeah. his front leg, and then a guy who's just going to annihilate it. No. Yeah. That's a Connor's way worse not, fight. He's not beating Poirier in the rematch. Nah, I give him a better chance against Poirier than I do. Makhachev probably drowns him. Oh, he wants another Makhachev. <laughs> so now, so now, where are we at? So now it's like, all right, what are you gonna do? Fighting the the Nate trilogy, the Masvidal. Yes. You come back just because you like fighting, and there's a lot of money in fights that are competitive. Yeah. Still, go do that. Yeah. Like, don't you don't need to be in a top fight. Like, better don't. chance at 170, to be honest. Ah. Kamar Usman murders Connor. No, no, never get to the title. But I'm just talking about, like, just fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just stay stocky. Don't cut too much weight. Hopefully your power translates enough. And maybe without the weight cut, your cardio's better? I mean, maybe. We, against Nate, the second fight, when he didn't balloon up and he was prepared, he went five. Yeah. So, like, the cardio betrayed him a little bit in the third round, but, like, Maybe it's just better at 170 without the massive weight cut. He's a front Cardio's runner. a problem. It's a front runner. It is what it is. It, but, you know, He's some one people. One of the best front runners. Yeah. And somebody, that's fine. Somebody talked about Max and Connor having a rematch, and Danny just was like, get out of here. I'm still interested in that fight. I'm intrigued. I'm, I'm interested in that fight 55, depending on how Connor looks when he comes back, and depending if Max can take a fight at 55 and how he looks. It's just so tough to match Connor right now. Because it is. It would be great if you can give him two wins. But can't give them anything. No, but I mean, like, you can align people so then you're not just handing them ass whoopings. Like, you can. Ain't bring no Con- Donald Cerrone's out there. No, yeah, like, Conor you could bring Connor back and you could be like, yo, you're going to fight Poirier again and then Max Holloway and then Justin Gaethje. So, yeah, you know what? There's, you're probably setting him up for losses. Or you could bring him back and be like, yo, you know what? You're going to do the Nate trilogy because let's just finish that up. And we see Nate and Nick just, you know, they're, they're okay, but let's just finish that up, see where you are. And then after that, we're going to give you Jorge Masvidal, so you stay at 170. And then we'll just let 155 play out. And if Poirier's still the champion after all of that in a year, year and a half, cool. You can make the weight cut. You get your title shot again. He, gotta do, he has to do more than that to get a title shot. Nah, not if Poirier beats a lot of people. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, connor has got to be somebody in the top ten. It's Conor McGregor. So. Okay, you keep saying that. To, you keep saying Conor that McGregor. if Conor – Counter fights Nate Diaz, 
and Masvidal at welterweight. I've seen people get stupider title shots. Like who? I mean, I I just saw Masvidal get a title shot, and he beat. But Masvidal, at least he beat Askren. Askren. At least, at least Askren was up there, and people were asking. You know, at least that was happening. Connor has had the title. Connor just fought for the interim title. I'm not asking for a Connor title shot, no matter who's the champion. I'm just it's saying just that Poirier's the champion. If even if Poirier's the champion, like that means that Poirier would have to turn back Machev. There, there's a lot of things that happen. You know, Chandler. You want to give? I'll give. That's a fight I like. Connor okay, Chandler. I'll take that, and Connor might get knocked out. I don't know. I mean, if the gas tank isn't there, he's yeah, getting knocked Chandler's going to be in your face. Or he, he could spark Chandler in the first round. Yeah. So, but as far as Max is concerned, you got to go with the Volkanovski re- third fight. Now, let's just say Max can't be Volkanovski again. Now, where it's like, all right. Max, you kind of got to move up. You got to move up. And that's when the kind of fight can materialize. Yeah, because Max is 29. Yeah, it, it can materialize. They've already, it's a rematch of a fight so many years ago. They're completely different fighters now. Yeah. Make it happen. If you need to give Connor a fight at 55, I say Chandler's the fight, though, not Gaethje. No, it's absolutely not Gaethje. I, no. Gaethje gets a title fight. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Gaethje's chilling. Like he's that Gaethje, if they don't if they pass on him to get a title, that's ridiculous. I don't think there's anyone else. There isn't. Machev is the only other person that's like just waiting yeah. in the wings. But Gaethje gets the title fight now. No. He gets the winner 100%. of Poirier Oliveira immediately. And Machev is like he's on a great streak, but who is he beating? Like he's, nah, I mean he's drowning people, but But yeah, but you gotta beat some people like top five. Like you can't just be like, yo, you're a nine, we're just gonna give you well, this. Well no, he's top five now. Is he? Yes, he's five. Five or four. Yeah. And, I mean, you know, he completely worked Dan Hooker. And, and yeah. Michael Chandler beat Dan Hooker to get a title shot. Short notice, right? Uh, no, no. For Dan. I mean, well, Dan, yeah. Dan's Dan a maniac. Was short notice. Dan yeah, was yeah, like, like, Dan's like, I ain't going home. I'm going to stay here and train. And <laughs> yeah. If I lose, I lose. And I know his team was like, you're going to lose. And he lost. Yeah. It, is it was like two weeks notice. Yeah, he still got a check. But other than that, it's th- those are the people that are there. And Connor and, and, and Holloway are in positions where it's like they're both going to end up as the odd men out. If yeah. Max loses again to Volkanovski, and if Connor can't get a fight, and it's like, well, there you go, fifty-five, might as well make it happen. Because one of y'all got to go home sooner or later. Listen, man, good options, good options for Connor. Um, and you just broke down all the options for Max. Max is just—he's gonna fight. That's the end of the day. Like, he should get the title fight next. I think no matter what, he'll be like, yo, cool. Like, you don't want to give me a title fight right away? Who's next? Yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, the ref. For Lesnar and Carwin was Josh Rosenthal. Oh, it was Rosenthal. Okay. Yeah. So, would have changed everything if Carwin got that knockout. Carwin was on, he had lunch boxes for hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jeez. Then he got subbed. Yeah. Quick, fast. Yeah. And then Brock Lesnar was Brock Lesnar. And then, then he met C level Kane. Yeah. <laughs> it just it beat the hell out of him. Oh, my God. When Kane had knees, boy. It's a whole what different a, level. What there. a what if story is Kane Velasquez. What if Kane had knees? Like, send send that to Disney. Like I mean, that guy was an animal. Again, body broke down. Yep, body just was like, ah, that's cool. We're done. Um, UFC fight night. So as this UFC Vegas forty three coming up this weekend. They have a card every weekend. Like this is they they're uh, on a pace. Some good fights here on the main card. We don't have to talk necessarily about the prelims on this one. Um, Joanne Calderwood versus Tyler Santos. 
I think it might be Joanne Wood now. I think she got married. I don't know. So I saw that on the Arrows page. But uh, UFC says Calderwood. I'm calling her Calderwood. Joanne Calderwood versus Tiala Santos. I mean, Talia Santos. Calderwood is a uh, she's a gatekeeper. I'm okay. Gonna pick, I'm going to pick Talia Santos. Santos is on a run. Yes, she but is. Calderwood's her best good. wins are unanimous yeah. decision wins. Like Mid. And um, then... Uh, I don't know. Roxanne Mataferi is kind of on the losing streak now, so I don't know how much I put behind that win. Well, Roxanne's about to have a final fight, and she says she's about to do everything. So we're about to have an anime fight out of Roxanne Mataferi. <laughs> she's going she's to do something crazy. She's going to have to have fun. Yeah, and then, I mean, you look at Calderwood, lost to Lauren Murphy, um, but beat Jessica I before then, lost to Jennifer Maya. It's, it's up and down. She wins one, loses yeah. one. It wins one, loses one, just constantly. So her last one was a loss. So it looks like she's due for a win. I, I'm still not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> buying it. Um, but I, imagine just telling betters, you know what? She win one, lose one. Just just bet on her. Why not? She's due. Um, but no, I, I I don't think really going into that fight, Calderwood is there. Like you said, she's there to be a gatekeeper in that one. And then Michael Chiesa versus Sean Brady. That's dude. This is a hell of a fight. Sean Brady's undefeated. Chiesa just Chiesa man. He's a really damn good fighter. Yeah, is not a gatekeeper. Not at in all. In this situation, kind of treating him like a gatekeeper. Well, I don't. I mean, no. This is just a really good fight. We're gonna find out how good Sean Brady is for real. Yeah. You know, and and I've had a hard time picking this fight. The fun and the reason why I said I totally forgot this fight was happening. <laughs> like. I remember when it got announced, I was like, ooh, that's a good fight. Yep. And then there was so many fights, and I, then as soon as you mentioned it, I was like, oh, yeah, Sean Brady's fighting Michael Chiesa. Oh, boy, this is uh, – I mean, outside of tripping up against Luke, Chiesa was looking great. Yeah, I mean, and Luke is, at this point, he's the real deal. Like, I kind of – when I thought Vincent, Vincent Luke was going to be the real deal about a year and a half ago, but now it's like he's rounding into form. Yeah. And when he beat Chiesa, Chiesa just fought a bad fight. Um, I'm gonna pick Kiesa here. Ooh, this is going to be Sean Brady. I think Sean Brady's gonna get caught up trying to grapple with Kiesa. Kiesa's very big. I don't know how this man ever made lightweight. Yeah, uh, he's still a big welterweight. Yep. He's got long limbs. He does a lot. I think he'll fight, fight a smart fight and hand Sean Brady his first loss. I think Sean Brady wins, but by decision. Okay, That's I, I but I think it's close. Like, again, this is a true 50-50 toss-up fight, but I like what I see out of Sean Brady. And I think this is that fight where it's like, okay, now he starts climbing the ranks. And we need new blood up there. I mean, we do. Outside of Kamaya. (laughs) Yeah, we we do. Sean Brady hasn't beat anybody remotely close to Michael Chiesa. No, but this is a good step-up fight for him. I think it's going to be tough. He ain't running through Chiesa. Oh, no, 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 not at all. Like, but... It's one of those like split decision wins where it's like, okay, and then now we can see where you fit within the top ten of this division. Um, and then in the main event, Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. Wow. Misha Tate is she's here. Cupcake. I don't know what she is right now. I still don't know. I know I think she's going to win. Yeah. Uh, Unikuniskaya just beat Vienna just recently. 
Misha State's still a very good wrestler. I don't know where her hands are at these days. Yeah. Um, she took a couple good punches yeah. <laughs> in the last fight. She could take a punch. And then got the stoppage. And that's, that's the biggest thing for me. You're 35 years old. You were away from the game for so long. Could you take a punch? She showed me she could take a punch. I'm going to pick Misha Tate just because I like Misha. <laughs> um, Five years she was gone from the game. Wow. It's just the funny part is, like, do you really want to win this fight? Because <laughs> the closer you get to title contention, the closer you got to look at Amanda Nunez. And Misha kind of remembers the last time she saw Amanda. And Amanda punched her in the next week. Yeah, that wasn't great. And then choked her out. But she's 35 years old. What else is she fighting for? Money. That's the only reason why she's back. I don't think Misha Tate is, like, truly back. I love the game. And I came back. She needs money. Maybe. So. I mean, she's fighting at the Apex. Like, how much money? Like, you know, not I, don't I don't know her contract details. but that, like, That's a good question. On, I didn't even look up her contract. Yeah, like, she ain't on a pay-per-view. So, like, I, I really think it's like, yo, one more go, title shot, and with Amanda running through everyone, a win here might be enough to just be like, give Misha a title shot. Nah. Misha's what, ranked nine right now? Yeah. Yeah, no. But a former it. champion. You don't know how many fights she signed. Like, she could have yeah, came back, signed a three- Three fight deal and just be like, she Yo, needs here. two fights. She needs, a, she needs, she can't get a title fight off. I'm not sure she beats anyone else in the top five. I mean, you can't just get her killed against Amanda <laughs> Nunez. That's what you're doing. But I mean, like, you, listen, you're 35. We know why you're here. You got one last hurrah. I, man, I don't want to see Misha like that because that she'll be done. She'll retire after that. Because Amanda, you yeah. know, Amanda's thinking like again. You want <laughs> me to hurt her again? Like this is what you want me to That's do? Amanda gets everybody at this point. Yeah. Uh, you know, it would actually be kind of <laughs> if Valentina Shevchenko gets bored and wants to move back up to bantamweight and wants to end up fighting for the title again. I'd like to see Shevchenko what she would do to Misha Tate. No, you're, you're telling me I want to get Misha <laughs> Tate just annihilated. I'm sorry. Then you're like, oh, Shevchenko. I'm sorry. I no, just... at least it'd be a merciful, a mer- like a quick, a, a swift knockout in her versus Amanda. Shevchenko is just going to piece her up for 25 minutes. I mean, sometimes you got to get pieced up. No, let, that's all bad. Let me look. I, I need to look back right. for that. At, at Bantamweight, because you still have Durandamy, Holly Holmes still around, Irene Aldana, Juliana Pena, Ooh, Aspen Ladd. versus Holly is probably the next fight. They could run that one back. Because she, like, backpacked Holly and Holly was yes. winning that fight? Yes. You still have Aspen Ladd. Okay. I know. Uh, yeah, Misha needs at least two wins. She need, she'll need to beat Holly Holmes. Yeah, this and then or, Holly. She fights Jermaine Durandamy, and I think Jermaine Durandamy kicks yeah, her next week. Yeah, I don't know what that is. I mean, Holly might kick her in the next week, too. But uh, but you run that back because it was a close fight. Yeah. There's some juice. Yeah, there's story the behind it. The juice is worth the squeeze. It sells. That could be on a pay-per-view. No more coinage yeah. for her. So I, I think, all right, you talked me into it. One more fight yeah. for her. There's no, one. She ain't getting no title fight. So she one. wins. I'm picking her to win this fight. I'll take and then, yeah, Holly home. All and right. then I think that's like a perfect matchup. And then... Congrats, the winner gets Amanda Nunez. I'll be like, you want to win? I don't want to win. <laughs> you, you take this one. You yeah, you take I, I want my kid to recognize me. I'd be so upset. That's the only time you win, then they raise your hand, and you're just like, damn. Like, yeah. I, just, I, made, I think I made a mistake. Take, <laughs> are you sure? Hey, Herb, you sure? You sure it's me? The judges said I won? Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> so, uh, now nah, we'll see what's, you know, in Tate's future. Um, but, again, she's back. I think she'll look good this weekend. Outside of that, it feels nice to be in the midst of a boxing week yes. here in Vegas again. Big things happening this week. The fight is going to be a spectacle. Um, 
And honestly, Sean and and Bud deserve it. Oh, so, yeah. Yes. I'm glad it's Can't like a big it. ticket this week. Can't wait to talk about it on Wednesday's show. But that means we are approaching the end of this show. So we appreciate all of you for tuning in, listening, if you're listening to the podcast, or oh, if you tuned in for the live show. I'm not going really to Dave Vegas. I've decided. You're not. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> home. He's talked himself out of it. We will I'm be playing home. video games this night. Yes, I'm going home. <laughs> then instead of him going and seeing several great performances. Yeah, that's okay. Now nah, the old man is over it. We appreciate you all. Stay safe out there if you are staying at home like us and you are old and washed. If you're going out, wherever you are, if you're here in Vegas, checking out the festival, be safe as well. In the meantime, make sure you follow us on social media at Corner Podcast underscore on Twitter, which is where we do the live streams on Sunday, and at Corner Club for a life on Instagram. You can follow me at Kel Dansby, him at Andreas Hale on all platforms as well. Shout out to everyone at Booth. Shout out to Co- <laughs> wow. producer Cole, baby, for always holding it down. Shout out to everyone on Blue Wire network as well thanks to all the sponsors until next time we're out peace oh